We now present The Adventures of Marco Polo. Kaila, the daughter of Akambal, the governor, asked Marco Polo to marry her, and the great Khan signified that he desired the marriage to take place. The Khan also said that he intended to return to Pekin, taking Mafia Polo with him and leaving his general Tarpin Zhu in charge of the tour. Marco Polo told the Khan that he persuaded Kaila to postpone their marriage until he obtained the consent of the Princess Zulana, whom he had promised to marry on his return from Pekin. The Khan gave his consent to this. Then Toktai entered the audience chamber. He told the Khan that he had come from Pekin to ask forgiveness for the fact that he had married the Princess Zulana some weeks previously. Toktai, I am displeased. You have dared to put an insult upon my friend Marco Polo. And whoever insults him insults me. Now, for daring to marry the Princess Solana without my permission, you shall die. Why, I, I follow the dictates of my heart, most noble Khan. If I die, I shall die happily, knowing that I won the love of the Princess Solana. Take him from here and put him to death. Oh, mighty Kubla Khan, I salute you. A moment, most gracious, mighty and noble Kubla Khan. I ask mercy for this man. You ask mercy for him, Marco Polo? Is not the Princess Silana the woman you love? Have you not made many sacrifices because of her? Did you not postpone your wedding with Kinsai and Kaila because of your love for the Princess Silana? And Toktai, one of my captains, dares to marry the princess. Oh, Marco Polo, now there is no bar to our immediate wedding. Hear me a moment, please, I beg of you. Well, what would you say, Marco Polo? Most kind and noble Kublai Khan, Toktai is your friend. Also, he is my friend. Can you forget that it was by Toktai's aid that you saved your city from falling into the hands of Van Chu? I am prepared to make any sacrifice because of my friendship for Toktai. There are other women besides the Princess Solana. And if she is happy married to Toktai, why deprive of her happiness? The Princess Solana is happy. I swear it. She has come with me, and she waits now outside this room. To tell you of her happiness, great and noble Khan. So the princess has come here. Huh. Bid her come before me. Am I to die, most noble Khan? Marco Polo has pleaded for your life. Truth to tell, most noble Khan, I would not seek to wed a woman who does not love me. And if Zelana loves Toktai, then I am happy because she has found happiness. My son speaks noble sentiments, most noble Khan. I join with him in pleading for the life of Toktai. It will be decided when I have spoken with Zelana. See, she comes now. Come, Zelana. Bow low before the noble Kubla Khan. Ask mercy at his hands. Most high and noble Khan, I did not know when Marco Polo would return to Pekin. I did not know whether he would fall in love with some other woman. But I do know that he had four wives in Venice. And Toktai loved me for myself alone. He has no other wives. Therefore, I gave my heart to him. You should not have married him without my permission. I know it, most noble Khan. Now I can only ask mercy for Toktai and myself. Marco Polo shall judge your fate. Oh, Marco Polo, I have hurt you cruelly. I ask mercy. Now come, Zilana, be of good courage. You have found happiness, and Toktai will bring you greater happiness than I could ever give you. Take her in your arms, Toktai. 
She is yours to guard and to keep for all your life. Marco Polo, I salute you. Well, let me see you take Zilana in your arms. I take her in my arms. It is well. Marco Polo is most generous and merciful. And now there shall be another wedding. Marco Polo shall wed Kaila. You know there is no bar to our wedding now, Marco Polo. I know that, Kaila. So, Marco Polo, someone else managed to find a place in your heart? Uh, he is quite a heartbreaker, Zilana. There is another woman besides Kaila. It seems that I was wise. You were most wise, Zilana. But I would that my wedding could take place at Pekin at the palace of the Great Khan. When I return from the perilous journey which I am to undertake, would you not take Kaila to Pekin with you, most noble Khan? But uh, Kaila desires to wed you now. I will show Mo Marco Polo that I will be a mild and obedient wife. I do not ask for the wedding now. I shall wait in Pekin until Marco Polo returns. Kaila, for that I thank you. I would not like to undertake this perilous journey knowing that you were my wife, pining and longing for me to return. While you are unmarried, there is at least a chance that you will meet someone else whom you will love better than you do me. I will always love you and you alone, Marco Polo. Zilana thought that. And yet in my heart of hearts, Marco Polo, I knew that you did not want to marry me. Strange. I feel he does not want to marry me. Perhaps he is too much in love with his four Venetian wives. Marco, my son, I feel that those four Venetian wives of yours are causing you a lot of trouble. Mayhap they are also saving me a lot of trouble, my father. Marco Polo, speak now. Do you wish to marry Kaila? Not before I return to Pukin, most noble Khan. Strange. If beautiful women fell in love with me, I, I would have no hesitation in marrying them. All my wives were beautiful uh, once, and I think they were in love with me. I am prepared to wait, mighty Khan. Well, so be it. You shall come with me to Pekin tomorrow. Oh, dear, now I am tired. Let everyone go. I do not wish to be disturbed again today. And let Mafio Polo be prepared to start on the journey to Pekin with me tomorrow. I shall take half my army with me. The other half shall go with Tarpinzu. Come, Toktai and Zilana. I have much to say to both of you. Have you naught to say to me, Marco Polo? Kaila, I am grateful that you have decided to wait for me. I shall speak with you before you leave for Pekin. So be it. Oh, Toktai and Zalana... Uh, let me give you my best wishes. Marco Polo, you are glad that you did not have to marry me? Oh, how can you say that, Zalana? You do not act like a man with a broken heart. I can never thank you enough for interceding with the Khan on my behalf, Marco Polo. Well, both your lives have been spared and you should know some happiness. Now I ask that you should do me some small favor in return. Marco Polo, I am beginning to know you very well. And I can tell what favor you are going to ask. Are you a magician, Zilana? No, but I am aware that you are going to ask us to find a husband for Kaila. <laughs> <laughs> you are indeed a magician, Zilana. Oh, there are many handsome young men in Pekin, and no doubt one or another will fall in love with Kaila. Ah, but Kaila may not be like me. She may remain true to Marco Polo. Well, see to it that she does not remain true to me. I wish my heart to be broken again when I return to Pekin. We will do what we can to aid you, Marco Polo. 
Now, I must ask you one question. Ask on, Zilana. Have you really got four wives in Venice? Ah, that is my own secret, and I do not intend to reveal it to you. <laughs> Marco Polo, there is still a little place in my heart for you, and I say that even in the presence of Toktai. Marco Polo is my friend. You may say what you like to him in my presence. Toktai, I hope you never learn to lie as convincingly as Marco Polo does. <laughs> but tell me, what of this other woman, the daughter of Manji, the robber chief? Does she not expect you to marry her, Marco Polo? She does, but mayhap you will be able to find a husband for her. Oh. But uh, we will never see her. She is not going to peek in. Mm, well, that makes it rather more difficult. Well, I can only hope that she also breaks my heart. Do you ever intend to marry Marco Polo? Oh, someday. Who knows? Now, my friend, I must go and see Kaila. I like her, and she is beautiful. And you have taken her in your arms and kissed her? As only you can kiss Marco Polo. Now, Zilana, you must not try Toktai too far. Well, I wish you well, my friends, and I hope you carry out the task I have put upon you. I shall see you before you leave for Pekin. The next day, Kublai Khan and his retinue left on their return journey to Pekin. This time, the populace cheered them loudly. The new governor was appointed in the place of Akambal, and the people rejoiced that they found freedom with the death of Argon. Some hours later, Marco Polo and his father Niccolo commenced their journey with the general Tarpinzu. They made their way across the desert towards the seaport town of Zaitun. The journey was without event until they reached the walls of the great city of Zaitun, which was ruled over by King Pentan, a kinsman of the great Kublai Khan. When Marco Polo's party reached the walls of the city, they noticed that all the buildings were gaily bedecked with flags and banners, and that there was a general air of rejoicing. The massive bronze gates were thrown open, and King Pentan himself came riding at the head of his soldiers to greet the visitors. It seems that we are to be given a royal reception, my father. Yes, but uh, who is this tall, handsome warrior who comes towards us, Tarpinzu? It is King Penthan himself. No doubt he thinks that Kublai Khan is with us. That is why he has come in person to welcome us. We must bow low before him, Tarpinzu. He is a fine, honest man, and he has done much good service for Kublai Khan. See, he comes to give us greetings now. Greetings, greetings a thousand times to the fair city of Zaitun. We accept your greeting, O oh great and mighty King Pentan. Uh, where is my cousin, Kublai Khan? The great Khan was forced to return to Pekin. There are several matters there which require his attention, but he has sent us in his stead. Oh, I am disappointed that my cousin is not here, but I give you a greeting in his stead. And who are these strangers with you? These men are Venetians who have been of great service to Kublai Khan. Have you not heard of Marco Polo? I have heard of Marco Polo. I bow before you, King Pentan. This is Niccolo Polo, the father of Marco. I also bow before you, great King Pentan. You are welcome to my city. You have arrived in time to witness a great and happy ceremony. I am about to marry. So at last you are about to marry, O great King Pentan. Yes, you shall all come to my wedding. Marco Polo and his father will be specially welcome. The great Pentan is to marry a slave girl who comes from Italy. Perhaps she may be known to Marco Polo. Oh. 
Now present the adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo was overjoyed to learn that the Princess Alana had married Toktai, and he persuaded Kublai Khan to spare their lives. Then Marco Polo took farewell of Kaila, promising to marry her on his return to Pekin. Meanwhile, he interviewed Toktai and Zalana and begged them to find a husband for Kaila. Eventually, Kublai Khan and Mafia Polo started on their return journey to Pekin, while Marco Polo went with his father and Benno to Zaitun in the company of Tarpin Zhu, the Khan's general. On arrival at this city, they were greeted by the King Penten, who told them that the city was celebrating his approaching marriage, as he was about to marry a slave who came from Italy. Marco Polo and his companions were intrigued by this news. They went to the king's palace, where Penten granted them an audience. Ah, be seated, Marco Polo. You shall have the place of honor here on my right side. The place of honor is not for me, great King Penten. The place of honor is for Tarpin Zhu, who represents Kublai Khan. Hmm, that is true. Come, Tarbinzu, sit beside me. I thank you. And I recommend to you Marco Polo and his father Niccolo. They have both done great service for the Khan. Marco Polo is to become governor of Armenia at the end of his tour of the Khan's dominions. The Khan places much faith in the Venetians. Then let Marco Polo and his father Niccolo sit on my left side. We thank you, Your Majesty. Now, tell us of your approaching wedding. I will tell you. As Tarpinzu is no doubt aware, I have been unmarried for many years, and it is a matter of wonderment to my subjects that I have never met a woman whom I would care to marry. This city, Zaitun, is a great seaport. Vessels come here from all over the world, and my men captured a pirate vessel, the captain of which had a strange story to tell. He said that he and his men had attacked a ship from Genoa. Is that not in your country, Marco Polo? Yes, Genoa is in Italy. On this ship there were many people of the Italian race, but they were all put to the sword. Save one beautiful girl, whose name is Benedetta Corsini. I do not know of any Benedetta Corsini. Do you, Marco? No, I have not heard the name. Her father was a great sea captain, but the pirates spared her life, hoping that they would be able to sell her. They were disappointed to find no jewels and precious stones upon the ship from Genoa. But they saved this beautiful girl, hoping that she would bring a high price in the slave markets. Eventually, the pirate ship was brought to Zaitun. The girl was offered in the slave markets... And she came into my possession. As soon as I saw her, I knew that I loved her. So, 
Pentan will marry a slave girl, but no doubt she is well born. I would like to set eyes on this girl, Your Majesty. No one shall set eyes upon her before the wedding. She is at present quartered here in my palace. Oh, does she return your love? I am a king. She is a slave girl. She is fortunate that I have singled her out to become my queen. Her wedding is to take place in three days' time. Meanwhile, my subjects celebrate and make merry. But enough of this talk. Let me tell you of this province. Your taxes have been paid regularly to the great Kublai Khan, and he is pleased with you, O oh king. It is well. What is the main revenue of this city, your majesty? Many ships from all over the world come here. This is a great trading port. But of all the goods that are landed here, one-tenth of their value must go to Kublai Khan. Also, he receives all the revenue from the sugar which is sold here. Sugar? Yes, we grow many acres of sugar, which is refined by a new process through the ashes of certain woods. Oh, I would be interested in taking some of this sugar back to Venice with me. Uh, we came here on a trading expedition, Your Majesty. I shall be pleased to trade with you. I trust that you will all remain here for my wedding. May we remain here for the wedding, Tarpinzu? Of an surety, we will be honored to remain for the wedding. I am only sorry that Kublai Khan could not be here. But wait until my wedding day, when you set eyes on my beautiful bride. Naturally, she's a little timid and shy, because she is amongst strange people. But she is grateful to me for having bought her from the pirates. Will she be your only wife, Your Majesty? Who knows? In the future, I may fall in love with some other women, but Benedetta shall be my first wife. Ah, my friends, a banquet has been prepared for us. You shall feast with me from the delicious flesh of peacocks, which have been killed in your honor. And after the banquet, no doubt you will like to rest to recover from the ardors of your long journey. Come, follow me to the banquet hall. Marco Polo and his companions feasted with King Penten. They tasted many strange and wonderful foods. They sipped many glorious wines. Then they retired to their own quarters. Marco Polo immediately conferred with his father and his servant, Benno. Father, it is no use arguing with me. I intend to set eyes on this girl, Benedetta Corsini. She is held here as a prisoner against her will. Why should she be forced to marry King Pentan? We cannot interfere, Marco. After all, King Pentan is all-powerful here. He is a cousin of the Khan and the loyal and faithful servant of his emperor. Who are we to dare to antagonize him? Oh, Master Marco, have you not been caused enough trouble by women in this land? One of my own countrywomen is in danger. Now go, Benno. Look through the palace. Find out where she is lodged. Oh, you will risk all our lives. Would you have one of our countrywomen forced into marriage, treated as a slave? Uh, Marco, she may be quite happy. She may wish to marry King Pentan. Oh, she may, but I would like to hear that from her own lips. Now go, wander about the palace, Benno. Uh, gossip with the servants. Oh, as you say, Master Marco. You are headstrong and foolish, Marco. You must realize that King Pentan is a powerful king. He would not dare order us to be killed. Are we not friends of Kublai Khan? Kublai Khan may think that we deserve to die if we try to prevent King Pentan from marrying the woman of his choice. Mm. It is not like you to be faint-hearted, Father. I am not faint-hearted. But you are too, too romantic, Marco. 
Do you imagine that this Benedetta Corsini is going to fall in love with you? I know not. Well, I ask you to remember that you are already expected to marry two other women. I am remembering that, but I trust that Kaila will be married to someone else by the time I return to Pekin. And what of Kinsai, the daughter of the robber chief? Oh, well, I shall deal with that situation when it arises. In the meantime, Benedetta Corsini needs our aid. The great Khan said you had a roguish eye. <laughs> he was correct. You will no doubt make this woman fall in love with you, and so have us sent to our doom. Father, you sound almost like Uncle Mafio when you speak like that. I will not lead you to disaster. Ah, Benno returns. Well, Benno, did you find the lady? Oh, come you to the casement, and I will show you where she is quartered. All right, I'm coming. Well, Benno, see you that balcony across the courtyard? Aye, I see it. See you the... The white-clad figure on the balcony? Why, a woman. That is Benedetta Corsini. She is not allowed to leave her quarters, which are carefully guarded. And she walks upon that balcony in the cool of the evening. See? Her face is veiled, like that of an eastern woman. There is thick creeper growing up the side of the wall towards that balcony. Mayhap I could scale that creeper. Marco, that would be madness. Oh, Father, you know in your heart of hearts that you desire me to aid this countrywoman of ours. Oh, well, maybe I do, but do not turn her against King Pentan. She might love him. She will tell me that herself. I go now to seek speech with Benedetta. Oh, have a care, Master Marco. Oh, be of good heart, Benno. Oh, how can I be of good heart? We are comfortable and happy here, and, and yet you are risking everything because of a pretty face. We do not know yet whether it is a pretty face, but I shall soon find out. Now remain here until I return. Marco Polo made his way across the courtyard towards the balcony where Benedetta Corsini was slowly pacing up and down in the dark shadows of the eastern night. Marco Polo could see her white-clad figure. Then, hand over hand, he climbed up the creeper towards the balcony. When he reached the balustrade, he paused and spoke softly. Signorina. Who is that? Someone who has come to aid you. I'm coming up to the balcony. Now, do not fear. Make no sound or you will raise the alarm. But who are you? I am called Marco Polo. Mayhap you have heard of me. My father knew some people in Venice called Polo. They were great traders. Well, I am of that family. And I am told that your name is Benedetta Corsini. Yes, but what are you doing here? If you're seen, you'll be killed. Tell me this. Are you closely guarded? I cannot leave my quarters. There are sentries on guard outside the door. It is unsafe to remain out here on the balcony. May I enter that room and speak with you there? Yes. There's no one in that room. But someone may enter at any moment. If they do, I will hide now. You lead the way. Now... We can talk safely. Is it true that you are to marry King Pentan? Yes, but I do not wish to marry him. Do you hate him? I do not hate him. He seems kind, but oh, he is not of my race. 
I've had such terrible experiences. My father and his crew were killed, and I was captured by pirates. I was sold as a slave. I had to stand in the slave market. I know, I know. I, I have heard about it. But how did you get here? Tell me about yourself. Oh, that would be too long a story. Let me say that I have come here to aid you. Will you raise your veil that I may look upon your face? They forced me to wear this eastern veil. But there is no reason why you shouldn't look upon my face. Thank you. Oh, Benedetta. You are the most beautiful woman I, I have ever seen. My beauty has led me into much trouble. I am to be the queen of King Pentan. I do not wish to marry him. And yet there is no escape. Mayhap we can find some means of escape. I swear that I will lay down my life to aid you, Benedetta. Oh, you're good and kind, sir. Why should you wish to aid me? You are a countrywoman of mine. I could not desert you in your present plight. Quiet. Someone comes. You will be killed if you are found here. Oh, go quickly. I will step out onto the balcony. Do not betray me. Oh. 